0: So first of all, I'd like to welcome everyone to the call today. Um, We've got a super exciting topic, and it's going to be around pricing, and it's going to be around profitability, and the topic today is going to be called Putting Profit First This Financial Year. Now, I have two guest speakers that I'm super excited to join me on the call today, because this topic, I think, is super important for anyone in business because one of the things I've learned is not about turnover, it's about leftover. So mm-hmm. if you could welcome Marissa and Ashley to the call, I'm gonna get them to jump on, let's go. Hi. Hello. How awesome is that? <laughs> um, so first of all, I'd like to thank you guys for joining me today. Um, the topic I wanted to talk about is this idea of putting profit first this financial year. Now we're coming into an interesting economy where you know we've had inflation and then we've had interest rate rises. And so now now we're sort of really navigating how do people live in a a society that sort of had this level of inflation and this level of of stress. So let's talk a bit about putting profit first and maybe we'll start with a quick intro. So, uh, Marissa, maybe give us a bit of your background. Right.
1: Um, Hi, everyone. Uh, My name is Marissa Punchin and I am a money coach and a profit first specialist. So I have been working with business owners for 10 years Plus, in fact, I'm probably longer than 10 years. It's probably been about 20 years plus to help them increase their cash flow and increase their profit, basically so they can live life on their own terms and not get caught up in the whole rush of their business sucking the life out of them. So, um, and that's something that I'm really passionate about as well. And, you know, and I want for my clients. Fantastic. Um, yeah. So that's, that's me in a nutshell.
0: Yeah. Awesome. And Ashley, maybe give everyone a bit of a snapshot of you.
2: Yeah, so my name is Ashley El Sadi. And for those of you who don't know me, I am better known as the cold calling queen by many. So, yes, I am that rare and crazy breed that loves doing all the sales grunt work that most avoid or don't have time for, which is cold calling. And I've actually made a career out of it. So, I actually run a successful lead generation company, The Promo Donna. We've been around for 13 years now, which I can't believe, helping companies all around Australia to generate highly qualified sales leads and sales appointments. Mm -hmm. So when it comes to putting profit first, we're probably contacted when companies want to grow and make more profit. (laughs) Yeah,
0: yeah. And it's fantastic to have both of you here because, Really what I see is there's a front end to business and there's a back end of the business. And the front end of the business is where we generate new business. And really often people will come to me and they'll talk about being in a competitive market in price competition. And I look at it and I say, look, you know, often in business, it's not about turnover, it's about leftovers I mentioned. Mm -hmm. And being in a price competitive market doesn't mean that you have to compete on price. What it means is that the customer or the prospect can't differentiate between what you're doing and what your competitors are doing. So therefore price is the only way that they can differentiate. So a lot of people getting stuck in price competitive markets has to do with how they position their product. So does it look the same as the competitor's product? Is there any obvious differences? And if the only difference you can come up with is we provide better service, it's a soft difference. Um, People are not prepared to part with their money if they can't see differences. So. Today, we're going to to talk about this idea of putting profit first. And then on Marissa's side, this this whole idea of profit first, which I think is an awesome system, teaches people that in business, you really have to be thinking about profit before you think about turnover. Mm. Because most people go the other way around. They say, profit is what's left after I take my expenses out. And I know with Marissa, she'd be talking about the other way around, saying profit is the thing you should be aiming for. And then what's left over should be used for expenses, Um, because if we don't put profit first, it becomes last. And -hmm. when it's last, what ends up happening is if there's not enough money in the bank, we don't have any profit. Mm -hmm. So, Marissa, give us your snapshot, putting profit first this financial year, what do you think are the key elements business owners should be focusing on?
1: Well, it's interesting. Uh, Profit first actually changes the accounting equation, which is something that you very quickly um, touched on, David, Where Business owners are taught that revenue, takeaway expenses equals profit. However, the profit first, first methodology turns that around and it's income, takeaway profit equals expenses. And so the whole idea is that you concentrate on profit and then you work with what you have left to run your business. Mm. So we concentrate on on what comes first, not what comes last. Mm -hmm. So if that becomes, a, you concentrate on that, if it becomes a habit that that's what you do and that's what you focus on, then that's how your business will actually begin to operate. And you will have money in the bank as profit as opposed to just a line in your financial statements. Yes. So... In a nutshell, I think business owners really should be looking at a cash management system to ensure they always have money in the bank, mm-hmm. a way to guarantee your profit is money, not, as I said before, not just a line item at the bottom of your profit and loss. It is not necessarily profit. And an established system in your business to ensure that your profit not only is made but increases over time. Mm-hmm. So there are the three things that I think business owners really should be focusing on.
0: Okay. Okay, because for me, I've always, from the day I started this business, um, I've always been taught that you need to create a profit account. Mm. And your profit account should be a one-way valve where money goes in and you can't get it out again. Mm -hmm. And what it does is it forces you to survive on what's left. And I know in the profit first philosophy, they say start with 1%. Yes.
1: They
0: say don't don't get greedy. Take 1% of your revenue and put it in a one-way account that you can't get it back out of. Mm
1: -hmm. Would
0: you be able to survive the month? people go well i think i could 1% not that much it wouldn't make that much of a difference and they go do that for 3 months and then increase it to 2% mm. <laughs> and everyone that i've ever talked to about profit accounts by the end of that financial year end up with this bank account with cash in it yeah now, the the irony of the whole thing is if they didn't do it the cash wouldn't be there
1: yeah. and
0: I, I think that's a really important element of profit first And so when you talk about actually doing it from an accounting point of view, it's almost a discipline to say, well, let's not look at profitability as a dollar amount. Let's look at it as a percentage so that if your revenue is low, you take less. If your revenue is high, you take more, but make it a non-negotiable percentage.
1: Exactly. And it it comes down to habit. Mm. It's the whole profit first system is about habits and accountability. Yeah. And also being lean, running your business It lean and i know that um i I was at the profit first conference uh, a few months ago and um mike McAllowitz was there and he um he and i'm sure everyone's that's read profit first or heard about it would have heard about him talking about toothpaste where if you have a full tube of toothpaste and imagine your toothpaste are your expenses and your business you put your toothpaste on the toothbrush and then it slips and falls into the sink and you think ah doesn't matter i have got plenty of toothpaste left so you put another put more on it and that's like if you have lots of you know you have the money in the bank everything's mixed up in the bank with you know your bass your profit your 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 super everything else Mm -hmm. it's like a full tube of toothpaste so you just take money out you just spend it however if you have hardly any toothpaste left in that tooth in that tube you will do whatever you can to get every little single bit out of it and that's what you do with your operating expenses. You become creative. You look at what you can cut down on because you've got to work with what you've got as opposed to just spending your money willy-nilly. Yeah,
0: it's fantastic. Mm. It's, it's so simple and so true, but most people don't look at that. They go, well, I just need more clients or I just need people who are willing to pay more, which we're mm-hmm. going to turn to in a moment because Ashley's sitting there chomping at the bit. Because <laughs> the other side of this equation, because... They're both just as valid as each other, right? Because I think there's definitely that. And you reminded me of an interesting story about toothpaste. And I can't remember which marketing book I read this in. They were talking about Colgate. And they said Colgate had this problem where they brought a marketing person in. They said, we need to double sales. And we need you to think about how to do this. And after sort of doing all the research, they came back with a recommendation. And I don't know if you know this story. And the recommendation was to double the size of the hole at the front of the tube. So that people would use more toothpaste by default right and people consume twice as much Mm -hmm. now the consumer didn't know this difference because they would buy the toothpaste they just use it but because the hole at the front of the tube was bigger they were just using more so the consumption went up now what you've talked about is the opposite of that which is saying well if we make the hole smaller at the front of the tube or if we're at the end of the tube we start to try and stretch it out as much as possible and mm-hmm. I think from a philosophical point of view, people can start thinking profit first, which means let's not have too much sitting in the tube so we don't feel like there's lots of money in the bank account when the truth mm-hmm. of the matter is profit should be coming out before we start using expenditure, we'd spend differently.
1: Exactly. And if all of the money in that account, that one account, is, as I said before, if it includes tax or superannuation, yeah. that, or, or GST, that's actually not your money. So it's if you if you take that out, that percentage out as as well as the profit, yep. then what you have left is your money. Mm-hmm. And a lot of business owners don't realize that when they collect their GST or when they pay their staff and they've and they there's a P A Y G component, yeah. that that's not their money. That has to go out yeah. to the ITO. Yeah,
0: they're just a tax collector it yeah, doesn't have exactly. to collect tax. <laughs>
1: exactly. So you can't use that for you to run your business.
0: Yeah, well, well, you can, but it's a false economy, right? No. <laughs> and that's what people yeah, do, so they end to up
2: bite you. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes. So, really interesting philosophy. So, that's for the, for the for the back end, the administrative and the finance side of the business. I want to touch on the front end of the business because when we talk about profit first, and um, we also need to think about how do you get out of a price competitive market. Now, Ash, I know you've got a lot of skills in this area. So, mm. when someone's hitting price competition in their marketplace what is your immediate sort of view or suggestion
2: yes this is a very hot topic isn't it in sales i mean i often talk to people when i'm doing say coaching or training they'll yeah. pose the question of you know if i discount myself or you know i enter this price competition and i'm the cheapest aren't i going to win more clients and I'm always saying, let's avoid that situation because mm. we all know, don't we, that not only you know is that not going to create more profit for us if we're discounting ourselves, yeah. but we don't always attract the right clients either. Mm. We usually end up with the clients we don't want to work with who are asking more of us for less money. So I think that, yes, it's always my advice to not enter a price war, as they like to call it. Because I am such a big believer that uh, clients will pay a premium price for what you deliver if you can demonstrate value. Mm -hmm. So often, if they're asking you about price and that's their only focus, either they're not seeing the value that you are delivering or they're not the right type of client Mm -hmm. so a few tips from my end when we talk about you know creating more profitability not entering price wars attracting more of the right clients number one is differentiate yourself so, you know, how do you compare to your competitors? What is it that sets you apart? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I can give an example that for, you know, the promo Donna we are certainly not the cheapest in the market. But yeah. I'm really proud of that because unlike most, say, average telemarketing firms or lead mm-hmm. generation companies that may offshore their staff, we have highly experienced salespeople that have been with me for you know eight plus years. Mm-hmm. They're all local to Melbourne. And you know, the other thing is we really focus on quality over quantity. So these are all things that I highlight and say to people, Well, look, you can go for the cheapest, but you kind of get what you pay for. So differentiation is key. Yes. And um, and also just setting your price point accordingly is really important as well. So if you're someone that's sitting there thinking, well, I don't want to enter price wars, you've got to do your research yes. and find out, are you price competitive? And if you're not, again, coming back to what value do you bring and how do you differentiate yourself?
0: You bring up a, an interesting point because right now in the economy, people are going through a quite difficult time. And that's, yes. it's a combination of a few things, right? We've got all-time low unemployment. Um, we've got the cost of living crisis, as people call it, the cost of living crisis. I love that terminology. It's on the news every night. <laughs> and, and so what happens is our employees are looking for increases in wages to co- to cope with the cost of living crisis. And so price increases are now sort of being is a real phenomenon that people have to deal with. And a lot of people don't like putting up their price the reason they don't like putting up their price is they're terrified of the impact of a price increase on their customers. They say, if I put up my price, I will lose customers. Yeah. And I'll suggest to them that if you think putting up your price is going to risk the relationship with your customer, um, there's two things you need to do. The first one is you need to test it, right? Because that's just a fear of loss and there's there's nothing there to prove that. Well, oh, we don't want to upset our customers by putting a pro. But hang on a second. Your costs of running your business have gone up. So if you don't pass on that increase, you just have absorbed it and your profits will go down. Mm. To a point for some people, because last year's 7% CPI. Um, so technically, if you didn't put your price up by 7% from last year to this year, you just gave away 7% of your margin. Mm. And for some people, they don't make 7% net margin, which means they've gone from just profitable to loss. Yeah. Now, I know Marissa as a money coach would be looking at that saying, this business is insolvent and mm-hmm. you should be shutting your doors or putting up your price. If people go, I don't want to put up my price, I'll lose my customer. You go, well, you're better off losing them and not being in negative profit than you are taking the risk. Mm-hmm. Now, my solution to price increase is simple. I say, you are not your client. Mm-hmm. You need to test pricing in the market. And don't just put a blanket price increase in. Start thinking about how to strategically increase your price and see if there's any pushback. Because I think this is this is a, a truism that I've heard a number of times: is people will always compri- complain if you're too dear. Very few people will complain if you're too cheap. All right? No one says, "Hey, Ashley, you're really cheap." Mm-hmm. Because their fear is if they say that, guess what? You're gonna So I think setting a price is an important element of this conversation, putting profit first. I think you do need to review your costs because everything's changed. And I think it's fair game for almost everyone I know in business to be reviewing their price and their customers will be more accepting of price increases right now. Mm -hmm. Because we're all living in it, right? I I don't know about you, but coffee used to be $3.50. Now, Mm -hmm. coffee's $5 or $6 or some people are $7. And it's like, it's nearly doubled in what less than a year. That's yeah. um, unheard of. And why is it happening? Well, the cafes are starting to realise they can't actually make money on $3.50 coffees.
2: Couldn't <laughs> but, agree more. Yeah. yeah.
0: So really, I want to I sort of try and wrap this into a couple of sort of key points or, you know, some tips for people. So, mm-hmm. Marissa, putting profit first this financial year, what are your top tips for people in business? What are the things they should be doing right now to make sure that profit is a priority for them? Well, the first
1: thing is to put profit away. Yep. That's the very first thing. Open up a bank account. Uh, open up a bank account that is not easily accessible and put aside 1% profit. Mm. Every time you can do it at the end of a week, you can do it at the end of a fortnight, but go through all the, month, all the sales that you've been paid for and put 1% away and mm-hmm. don't touch it. I think the second thing is to go through your operating expenses with a fine-tooth comb. And really have a look at where you're spending your money and where you can cut down, what you can cut down on and what you can get rid of completely. Yep. Third thing, and this is something that a lot of business owners overlook, is have a look at how much money you're taking out of the business yourself. Mm-hmm. Are you just drawing money out? Are you hemorrhaging the business by taking money out as yeah. well as do you have a wage or are you just on drawings or do you have a wage and drawings? So how much does it cost you to live? Not only look at your business finances, look at your personal finances. How much money do you need to bring into your household in order to cover everything? And then set yourself a wage and then stick to that wage. Now, you might start with a small amount and then work your way up, increase it. Mm -hmm. Now, the beauty of a profit account is at the end of a quarter, you'll have money in there and you can use that money to pay yourself more. Or to invest back into the business. But either or you've got that spare cash there. But right. they are the three things that I think really, really important areas.
0: Thank you. Because that last one's super interesting. I think often people do take too much money out of their business mm. and they do it because they're fearful that if they don't take it, they'll lose it. Mm. Um, but then what happens is now they're stuck because they have to behave differently as, as a result of not having enough capital mm. to actually bankroll the business's growth. So a couple of interesting points in there that I think are really critical. Um, mm-hmm. Ash, your your top three.
2: My top three. So I, I loved when you mentioned earlier, David, about price increases because mm. I agree. Like everyone hesitates in doing it. And quite often what I find with clients is that once they achieve it, they go, oh, my gosh, I don't know why I didn't do that sooner because no one even batted an eyelid. So yeah. <laughs> I think first and foremost, yes, assess your pricing, um, you know, analyse it against your competition and what's happening in the market and also do that markup to reflect the fact that we are in the economy that we're in. Mm. Um, and then the other tips I would give is what I mentioned earlier, which is about avoiding that price competition or those price wars. And the way that you could do that is to ensure you're demonstrating your value. So this yeah. all comes back to When you're having conversations with prospective clients or clients, knowing, you know, how you can showcase, this is how much we're going to help you. You know, this is how we're actually going to change your business and your life with what we deliver. And then the last point I would make is also those, um you know, yeah the differentiators. So I've talked about demonstrating value. Yes. The other thing you have to um, you know, have carefully planned out in your conversations is how you can talk about how you set yourself apart and therefore why people should pay premium price for your products and services.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. Because I often find people wind up in a cage fight. And the cage fight is I'm getting three quotes and the person who gives me the best price wins. Now, the problem with that scenario is I'm assuming everyone provides exactly the same thing. Yes. And when people say things like throwaway lines like we provide better service or, you know, that's a very subjective difference, right? I Mm -hmm. I think, you know, you you either create a product that can't be compared, you know, and we talk about bigger players in the market. Apple charges twice as much for the same phone as a Samsung. Is it twice as good? Mm -hmm. Questionable, right? I'm an Apple fan, by the way. But what yep. they do have is an amazing service ecosystem right mm. so do i really care that it cost me two grand instead of one grand for my phone well maybe on the day i buy it but from that day onwards i don't really think about price price is long forgotten after the transaction occurs but for your people that you're competing with in a cage fight they're putting price at the at the top of the list they're going i'm going to buy on price and you're going this is not a good idea mm. because the person who gives you the cheaper price is probably cutting corners or probably Mm -hmm. not delivering the same thing as we are. But if the prospect can't see that, they've got nowhere else to go, right? They're going to go, well, I can't see the difference here, so I'm just going to go with the best price. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a really important point. Um, You know, we do talk about putting profit first, and it was a bit of a double entendre because profit first is the philosophy that Marissa drives through financials. But I think there's always two sides to a story, right? Yes, 100%, your whole planning process should be around profit right because i always look at profit in business as a scorecard and the more profitable the business is first of all the more valuable it is but the more sustainable it is too mm-hmm. right and when people are working on very skinny margins it doesn't take much for that business to go into insolvency yeah right because if i was working on 5% net profit margins last year and i didn't change my pricing and cpi went up 7% i'm now minus 2 and if I don't see that because I don't even know what my profitability is I could even be higher revenue but I could be growing myself to death and so putting profit first is a mindset of saying it's about the leftover it's about the profitability it's not about the revenue Mm. Um, that's the first part of the equation and being real with your numbers will tell you that the second part is to be bold and recognize that putting a price increase in place is not about losing customers Right? It's about making sure that you're profitable enough to keep serving those customers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's such a critical element. And I think this year, putting profit first is a critical component of people running businesses because the sneaky part for them is they're not seeing their costs go up. Right? They hear about it on the news. They don't see it until there's no money left in the bank at the end of every month. They're going, I don't know what's going on. You say, well, you need to put your price, oh, I don't want to put my prices up, I don't want to lose my clients. Here's the reality. If you don't put your prices up, you might as well shut the doors now mm. and stem the bleeding. So yes. putting profit first means making sure that you've got value in your product. It's making sure that you can see that by what's left in the bank. And that's going to create sustainable business. So look, guys, it's been awesome having you here today. I'm pretty excited because I know we're putting together an event. Because this whole idea of putting profit first is a mindset, but it also requires a bit of deep dive. And I've invited you guys to come back and actually show us the frameworks that you would use to actually put profit first this financial year. And I know anyone who's watching this video, there's a pretty good chance that they're on the landing page for the event. Um, For me, it's about coming to these kind of events so that we can focus on profitability and make sure that they're going to have a super successful financial year. Yeah. So thanks so much for your time today, guys. Really appreciated your input. I hope people who are listening got some value. But obviously, if they want to find out more from you guys, they can either contact you directly or they can come to the event, which is going to be much more awesome because they're going to get everything they need there. Guys, thanks again. Thank you. you.